This is the Monday, June 14th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. Time to kick off another week. A lot to get through. Obviously, the NBA playoffs continue rolling around. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Monday morning here, I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham. Tyler, crazy weekend with the Kyrie injury. Suns finish off the sweep, but the games go on. Yeah, it was uh, a weekend that could maybe uh, change the landscape of the NBA postseason. The Clippers got back into it with the uh, Jazz, and maybe they figured something out. And then, of course, the uh, Kyrie injury adding to the James Harden situation um, turns uh, things ominous for a team that was the the Vegas favorites to win the title in the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, you know, it is pretty crazy. Just the series price was near $5 after the 2-0 lead, Bucks got blown out. They were down by as many as 49. Then all of a sudden they eke out a game three win Kyrie ankle. And now we have the nets are underdogs in the series just because of the uncertainty. And even Blake Griffin, we're not really sure about his health, although they did get Jeff green in return. So that'll be something to monitor as the uh, days move forward. And that, then we get to game day, but let's start with tonight's games. We'll start in the Sixers Hawks game. Philly bounced back after losing game one. Impressive wins in both games two and three. They're three-point favorites here. I lean Philly again, but I just – I can't pull the trigger. I'm going to focus on a prop. What about you? Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm going to focus on a prop, but I do lean Philly here. Atlanta um, makes me hesitant because of how good they've been at home. I just think Philly's too big, too fast, too strong, too good, too deep. If they play their best game, if – you know. No, you know, nothing happens with an injury to Joel Embiid if he's able to get his full allotment of minutes. I just think Philadelphia is too good. But uh, a prop that I like, I know which one you like, so I'll save that for you. I'll kind of go in a similar direction uh, with Tobias Harris. You know, I've been uh, really focusing in on uh, counting stat props. So for Tobias, I'll go over 10.5 rebounds and assists uh, for the Philadelphia forward. He's gone over this number uh, pretty comfortably in two of the three games that he's played against Atlanta. He had 13 rebounds assists in game one. He had 13 rebounds assists in game three. Only had 10 in game two. But this is another situation where we know Tobias is going to be out there for as many minutes as anyone on the Philadelphia 76ers is allowed to play by Doc Rivers. Granted, it's a competitive game. So uh, minutes equal opportunity to get rebounds and assists. We know Tobias is one of those good rebounders. And kind of a, a correlation to your prop, We know one of the other really good rebounders for the Philadelphia 76ers may not get the opportunities he normally does near the basket. So that's more for guys like Embiid, Harris, and others to soak up. So the bulk of this should come from the rebounds, but Tobias is a pretty good uh, creator if he's double teamed uh, and gets some opportunities. So 10 and a half, I think, is just a little short, a little soft for someone who's going to play minutes in the upper 30s. Yeah, and that's the prop we discussed about uh, Friday on this very podcast. We're going to go back to the well again. It's Ben Simmons under seven and a half rebounds. Now the juice is moving. It was plus money the other day. Now it's minus 140 at last check. Comes down to this. He hasn't gone more than six rebounds in the last two years of meetings with Atlanta. So a couple last year, regular season this year, and then the playoff series. But it's more about the last uh, two games, right? So Doc Rivers, after game one, got torched by Trey Young. He put Simmons on him at least from a primary assignment. And then obviously things change throughout the course of the game and the flow of the offense. But Simmons, in theory, is farther away from the basket. And his just focus is guarding the guy who's usually shooting or or initiating the offense. And there's just other big rebounders. Like Tobias Harris had double-digit rebounds in one game. Uh, um, John Collins did as well. It's not just Embiid and Capella, but they're huge 
in this regard. So just eight rebounds is a lot to ask from Simmons when he's doing so much other work. So I'm going to go back to that under prop again. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So we'll go there. Jazz Clippers, this Mike Conley injury is significant. I, I really think the Jazz got by with Donovan Mitchell heroics in games one and two, came back to earth a little bit. And the Clippers did go small ball with Batum at the five. And look, they were the more desperate team in game three. You figure they were going to bounce back and have a big effort and a little bit of relaxation on the Jazz part. It'll be interesting if Utah sees the Suns sweep and if they want to be the one seed and kind of flex, this is a game they win. But I, I, I'm actually going to lay the five with the Clippers. I just think without Conley, and obviously we don't have an official word at the time of this taping, but just too much to ask. I, I think the Clippers are for real, and this is going to be a, a really grind of a series. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's reason to believe the Clippers can even it up. I, I, my pick now to come out of the West is going to be the Utah Jazz. So if I had to, uh, if you forced me to make a pick on the side, I would lean to the Jazz. But you know the the prop that I've been leaning into most heavily with Utah in this series is Donovan Mitchell going over his point prop. It's dropped to 29.5 for game four. He hasn't scored less than 30 points in any game this series. Uh, his, low, uh, his low mark was 30 in game three, and he only played 32 minutes in that game because it became a blowout um, in this series. And pretty much for the bulk of this postseason, he has averaged better than one point per minute on the floor He's averaging almost 35 points per game in the series. And again, as long as the game is competitive, which I think game four will be more competitive than game three, Mitchell should play minutes in the mid to upper 30. So if, that, if that's the case, uh, as great as Kawhi and as great as Paul George can be, Donovan Mitchell is just a different kind of beast in the postseason. Um, he gets, he's going to shoot the ball 20 to 25 times. There's no doubt about that. 10 to 12 of those are going to be from downtown. And if he's getting some calls, he'll be at the line eight to 10 times where he's, you know, a very good free throw shooter. So uh, for a guy who is as aggressive as Donovan is in the postseason, for a guy who I think recognizes when his team needs him, if Mike Conley's not there, they don't want to go back to Utah tied 2-2. So I think Donovan in a game three situation is going to be hyper aggressive and he's going to take the onus on his shoulders to uh, will the Jazz to a victory, so to speak. Um, I think 29 and a half is just too low. So I'll go over that again with Donovan Mitchell. All right, good stuff. Uh, look, those are the two NBA games. In terms of hockey, um, I mean, it's tough to go against the Golden Knights. It's just a big number, though, so I can't lay it, minus 260. Any baseball, Tyler? Yeah, um, you know, I, I like the White Sox. They're not playing a lefty today. It's actually a really good pitching matchup with Lance Lynn and Tyler Glass now on the bump. So there's a few ways I think you can, can look at this. If you want to go first three or first five under, two and a half runs for first three, which I think is nice. Um, it's three and a half runs for first five. I think I'd rather play the first three going under two and a half. Um, another one I like is the White Sox to score first, even though they're the home team, you get a good price on that at plus 132 because Lance Lynn has just been lights out electric the first time through the order this season. He's allowed one earned run in 27 innings pitch uh, through his nine assignments the first time through the order. So that's a 0.33 ERA, which would make him, you know, Jacob deGrom plus uh, if that was uh, something you extrapolated out over the full um, nine innings. But a 349 OPS allowed a really good ERA the first time through the order. I think the White Sox um, pitcher can hold Tampa Bay's lineup in check through those first three innings. And Tyler Glass now, as good as he is, um, he's not invincible. He'll give up the home run. Uh, he actually struggles the first time through the order. His highest ERA is the first time through the order. It gets lower the second and third time through the order. So maybe the White Sox can run into one of those 99-mile-an-hour fastballs and put it over the wall, assuming Lance Lynn holds the, 
the Rays lineup in check through the uh, first uh, time through the order. So a few ways to look at that, but I do like the White Sox and Rays to be a low-scoring game, especially with those starting pitchers on the bump. I'm looking at a couple games, Arizona-San Francisco. Look, the Diamondbacks, well-documented, very bad team. Ten straight losses, and on the road, they're 9-27. and It's basically an auto-fade. The price is getting up there, so proceed with caution. But the Giants, you know, they're taking care of business these days. So Arizona uh, on the road, I always look to fade them. Uh, I'm going to take a shot with the Mets. I don't believe in Arietta, uh, and I think the Mets bullpen is solid. I, I think the Mets at home, minus a cheap price of $1.15 or $1.20, is definitely um, the way to go. Uh, but anyways, I um, I think that'll do it. We, we gave our listeners a solid slate of games. I am still on vacation, so I'm in Los Angeles. So Tyler, you're going to have to hold down the fort yet again. So uh, I think you're up to the task, though. Happy to do so. Joe you and enjoy I enjoy time with your... the family. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, uh, <laughs> Joe's on vacation. I'll... I'm on vacation, so we're just leave, leave, leaving you all with the work to do. I'll take the Rari for another spin today. <laughs> it's nice out here. But 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 you're in good hands. We taped the best bet with all the nieces and nephews, so it should awesome. be uh, quite the comedic scene uh, in, in that clip <laughs> on Daily Waker, teaching the young ones how to gamble. Apparently, so I love it. Um, <laughs> that'll do it for this podcast. Again, uh, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff really helps us out with the analytics and the metrics and we'll see you back here tomorrow.